Welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. This is our podcast with Altius Financial. My name is Michael Williams. I'm the founder and president of Altius Financial. And I'm joined by my co-host and vice president, Taylor Dennis. Hi, everyone. Um, as Mike said, this is Taylor Dennis, Senior Wealth Design Specialist and Vice President of Altius Financial. So I kind of thought since we're headed into the holiday season and this is kind of our holiday-themed discussion, I wanted to check, Mike, do you have any fun plans for the holidays this year? Do you have any Christmas activities? Wait a activities? second. You're saying it's already Christmas? I know. <laughs> where did the year like... go? <laughs> oh, man. I shouldn't be sitting here recording a podcast. I should be out shopping or something. I uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but it always it seems like it comes quicker and quicker every year. Um, didn't we just, just do Thanksgiving? I guess it has been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, we always have lots of family uh traditions and um, this year will be a little bit different as you know my folks both went through some uh, significant health challenges and so that'll probably throw us uh, for a little bit of a you know curveball in terms of what we do but uh, we we have lots of good traditions and I expect that we'll do that I but I'm just fearful about this shopping thing now <laughs> have you started your Christmas shopping or um, honestly I haven't I haven't done any shopping so far um, oh I'm always good about making a list of things I want. Yeah, making a list and checking it twice. Do you do for that? Yourself. Do you guys do that? I grew up with always having lists, and so I'd give my parents a list. As I've gotten older, it's kind of funny. I've seen all of these Instagram memes where they say, Oh, well, what do you want for Christmas? And as a kid, it was like, I want a PlayStation, or I want this toy, or this item, an iPod, what have you. And now as an adult, it's like, I love my utilities to get paid. Can I have a grocery store gift card? <laughs> Could someone help me pay for my gym membership this month? <laughs> um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, I have come up with a few things where I was like, okay, I could I could really use these few items and I'll send that to my parents. And Well, I always think it's a good idea for people. I mean, you know, this sometimes sounds like we're for consumerism or materialism and I don't, I wouldn't say... We are, but we're definitely not. Not you know we're. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having uh, lists of things that you want, aspirations, both in terms of long-term goals that you have, but also things that you kind of reward yourself with, or you can, you can share with other people to say, hey, this is the kind of thing I like and want. Yeah. Um, that would make my life better or more comfortable or whatever it might be. And so I always do keep a list. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I have on my list of uh, uh, ideas that. People could buy me or Santa <laughs> yeah. could bring me, right? And I guess that's our theme here today, right? Santa into the Santa swing. What else about your own your own traditions? So my family kind of collects traditions. I think over the years we've added on new traditions kind of over the years. We we typically do, I don't know if you've heard of like the left-right game where you have little prizes or a little item and we do the... Twas the night before Christmas, so twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was scurrying, not even a mouse. And then you'd say, and to the left, Santa arrived on this thing, and he went right through the chimney with the right personality or whatever. You, you're adding the words left and right into the Santa-themed story. Um, and oftentimes my family will actually take that story and we'll rewrite it so it applies to our family. So whatever we've done that year. Huh. So sometimes we'll say, and Jordan and Alex flew right from Dallas and Alex and Jacqueline and the kids flew right in from uh, Michigan. And That's we kind of try to tie in whatever has gone on or where people are coming from, those types of things. And so it becomes a bit of a family story as well as a game. And we all end with little treats, which is kind of fun. 
little treats, huh? You guys, you, you, you're a culinary expert, at least relative to me. <laughs> do you, you guys do baking and stuff like that? I mean, we, oh, we yeah. do a cookie day. I mean, cookie day, it's, it's amazing how, I don't know, for all my life, mm-hmm. you know, sometime during the December, we, we do a, you know, cookie baking, decorating type. Day. We, for the last uh, 20 years, it's been in conjunction with my niece Josie's birthday. So it's been, you know, international <laughs> Josie birthday cookie day <laughs> oh, <laughs> recognition celebration type thing. So uh, we'll have to get that in too. Yeah. What kind of cookies do you make? It's all, it's always sugar cookies and it, it's, it's a very competitive thing now, we, you know, in terms of decoration. We do a lot of traditional kind of Christmas themed decorations, but we also have non-Christmas cookies, you know, like yeah. You know, the Nuggets playing basketball or something, you know, the NBA champs or something like that on the on a cookie. Uh, so we get really creative and then we have a, a competition for who has the, the best cookie design for that year. Oh, that's fun. I know we've, in past years, we've kind of unofficially done a similar thing where we're going, okay, who can make the best sugar cookies? And it's kind of funny because you've got one of my brothers who, him and his wife are a little bit more finance business minded type individuals. You've got the other one other couple who they both went to art school <laughs> and then you've got me kind of in the middle where I like crafty stuff but I also have that business type of mentality and so you get a, a wide variety of what type of cookie results you've got you've yeah. got the actual artiste versus okay we're trying to catch up and um but it's always fun I think it's at the end of the day it's trying to get together with the ones you love and absolutely yeah definitely it's a great time of year it's it, it, people feel a lot of pressure sometimes but it's it's a wonderful time of the year and you know, it's it's good if you can kind of enjoy it, right? Take yeah. a little bit of the pressure off and make sure you're enjoying the the reason for the season, so to speak. Um, so talk talk to me about this theme, uh, the Santa swing. As most of our listeners know, uh, Taylor's the one who really is responsible for the creative part of this podcast, <laughs> and you always come up with ideas on what you want to talk about, and I just kind of pop off. So what do we what do we mean by the Santa swing? So I wish I could take full credit for this one. It's not quite like the financially ghosting where I made that up myself. Um, interestingly enough, I was listening to a, a podcast a few days or weeks ago, and someone mentioned, "Oh, well, what are we thinking about the market going into the into year end?" And they mentioned the word Santa swing, and I thought, "Oh, that I kind of like that. I, I like that little terminology." And so I thought, "Oh, we're going to do a full podcast on this. <laughs> Let's just kind of dive into." Um, in that podcast, they didn't really say anything beyond it might go up and there might be a Santa swing, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I thought it would be worthwhile to say, well, what is a Santa swing? Is this just a made up thing that we're <laughs> we're going to just run along with? Or is there any vil- validity to um, market returns towards year end? Yeah, I think that's a good idea because I think a lot of our clients or any any of our listeners might be interested in our thoughts about you know the market itself not that we're gonna maybe this is a good point to do our disclaimer huh oh yeah (laughs) mike would you like to add in our disclaimer really quick before we get too far along this podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of investment advice or financial planning no client advisor relationship is formed by our broadcasting this information or you're listening to it the use of this information or any materials linked to in this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant as a substitute for professional financial advice. If you're needing specific advice for your situation, please reach out to your certified financial planner, or if you're interested in learning more about our firm, our people, or our philosophy, please reach out to us at our website, 
altiusfinancial.com, or you can reach us directly by email at michael at altiusfinancial.com or taylor at altiusfinancial.com. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's an appropriate thing. Uh, obviously, it's always appropriate from a compliance standpoint to let people know that we you know, are not making any specific advice. But, but I think it is interesting to talk about uh, you know, these different phenomena that happen throughout the year, year in, Christmas swing, uh, Santa swing, why would the market go up or down, that type of thing. Yeah. So I do want to preface this that, no, I don't actually think that Santa has any impact on the stock market swing. <laughs> um, and this is more really something where I think this is a great opportunity for us to dive into, well, like, what is the Santa swing? Um, share our thoughts on what are possibly some causes, since we don't think it's necessarily Santa. <laughs> and then maybe our recommendations on, well, what should we do if, if we are anticipating market changes relative to... Um, year end and Santa Christmas time. Yes, yeah, so I've been aware of this before, but you, I think you probably dug into it a little bit. What did you find in terms of historical market performance? You know, the indexes, what, what do they do around this time of year? Yeah, so I looked on quite a few different resources and what I found was um, historically the S&P index has moved higher every year since 1928 um, on an average of a 1.3% return. That was from NASDAQ. Forbes is paralleling that data and saying basically a 1% to 2% increase, including the five days following Christmas and then possibly another couple days into the new year. Their assumption is that this has been about 80% accuracy since actually 1900. So it's essentially 80% of the time, it's going to go up by a couple percent in the last few days of the year. And I looked on a handful of different sites, but that's kind of really the gist of, well, it looks like things are going to look up for the end of the year. I mean, we should all just <laughs> celebrate, enjoy our cookies. and. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that, uh, you know, you're using certain percentages and percentages upon percentages oftentimes get difficult for the average person to either comprehend or certainly trade upon. And there may be something to that. There probably, like you said, there is. There's evidence of that, that, uh, that during this time period, the market might do well. But to pick those five days around Christmas or to pick the exact timing of to get a 1% or 2% bump when there's always the chance of it not working at all. Yeah. So it's definitely not a tradable thing. But we want to touch on a little bit why, maybe why this happens. Um, and most of our clients know that we, like other financial advisors or any institutional money manager, takes a look at taxes at the end of the year. Because you know, there is a calendar year that we all operate on from a tax standpoint. And we do try to, we add value. And, and a lot of times it doesn't come through on your performance statements, but we add oftentimes significant value by doing uh, what we call tax loss harvesting. And all that means is matching up gains and losses, being able to take a loss and then, you know, expose your portfolio similarly with some other similar kind of holding, but to go ahead and bank that loss and to reduce your taxable income. So it's our strategy, along with lots of people, uh, to do that. And and that kind of activity, that kind of selling, buying, selling activity that goes on can make a difference in terms of the actual what's going on in the marketplace. It can it can create more demand for stocks in general uh, when you have that going on. Okay, so Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. Wouldn't that essentially bring down the price of shares? If everyone's saying it's year-end, we're going to sell out these shares, we're trying to take losses – wouldn't that continue to draw down the shares? Do you want to explain to our listeners how that could provide a potential upswing at the end of the year, even though we are selling at losses? 
Well, the thing is, typically you're talking about, you're right, if, you're, if, if there might be selling pressure on the ones that people are taking losses on. But for every trade, there's someone else who's buying, right? If I'm selling for a tax loss, that means I'm selling to someone, that someone's buying, right? Yeah. And so that's creating upward pressure the other way. And of course, um, it, it can also present buying opportunities for investors when some of the shares have dropped in value. So the point is that that kind of activity, when, when you have some reshuffling that's going on, in fact, sometimes Wall Street uh, and the, the, you know, the media will call it window dressing, where a portfolio is trying to you know, sort of improve the look of how they've done, instead of holding on to their, quote, dogs, they're doing maybe some tax loss selling, or they're just saying, let me get rid of that dog because I don't want to, to show in my portfolio. If, if someone's just kind of perusing their portfolio and go, okay, I look at this, this particular stock or security or holding, and it's been down for the last 12 months. Well, if, you, if it's not in your portfolio, then you don't look at it that way. Yeah. So that kind of happens. And it's, it's that activity that can create more demand in the marketplace for upward pressure of stocks. That's one piece of it, right? Yeah, definitely. Another factor that might be worth considering is um, oftentimes we find at year end there's a lot of bonuses, raises, those types of things coming along from um, employees. And so it's similar to what a lot of us may have observed over COVID time, and I know we discussed this at that time. Once in COVID time, the government essentially started handing out all these checks to American citizens and said, hey, here, this should help you with your finances, help you pay the bills. And in many cases, for people who didn't need those checks to live off of, they said, oh, well, this is great. Let's put it in the market. Let's try and find some kind of opportunity out of this newfound money. So there's essentially a similar situation for um, our investors, our employees who are getting maybe a year-end check that they haven't maybe, they haven't maybe mentally spent already. It's something where they go, oh, well, maybe I didn't expect to have that this can kind of start to cushion my savings. This can provide an opportunity to get a little bit further ahead on my retirement, my long-term savings. Um, so from that perspective, you're oftentimes seeing this influx of funds going into the market that maybe hadn't been there in previous months. Absolutely. And that's twofold, right? It could be, it could be on one hand, you've got someone who gets a bonus and they decide they want to save more and invest more. So that helps to create demand for the stocks out there, but they also might be spending, right? They might be saying, okay, I'm going to use this bonus and spend it on a car or or something else. And and if there's enough of that that's going on, that's going to actually improve the financial prospects, at least in the short term, for whatever they're buying, for the companies that they're buying. If it's a car, okay, car company stocks are going up because more people are buying cars. Now, again, that can be short-lived, and that's why we don't rec necessarily recommend trading on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from our perspective, you know, again, year-end is oftentimes the best time to get a head start on looking at the pre, you know the coming year, assessing how your past year has gone and, and setting goals for the upcoming year, and then making sure that you've got those annual savings goals and working toward a longer-term, better plan and better habits uh, heading into the new year. Yeah, so oftentimes if someone says, hey, I'd set a goal to maybe save 20000 this year, and maybe they're, they're already at 15, they might be going, okay, well, I got to scrounge up the next five to make sure I've got that 20 in my investment account, like I'd set, set out for myself. So people trying to either get their last minute, <laughs> last minute savings in or to try and get a head start in the next year's savings goals. What we read in um, a handful of different articles about the Santa swing is that there's essentially an 80% certainty that there will be a pop-up in the market during that week or two following 
the Christmas holidays. So, I mean, should that adjust our investment strategy in any way? Or is there something we should be doing differently because we're expecting this pretty likely to happen? Yeah. When you say pretty likely in that 80% certainty that, you know, when you say put percentages and certainty together, I think that's a mistake. We, we definitely don't trade on that basis. I mean, um, and you know, there's always countervailing, uh, you know, there's always a counterweight the other way. And this year might be, uh, as for, for example, um, you know, we, we've talked about this before. Supposedly, you know, the, the Biden administration was trying to forgive student loans and, and, and those kids out there who had student, I shouldn't say kids, those young adults who had student loans who were rationally saying, okay, well, maybe I don't have to make a payment or this is going to be forgiven. It's going to be taken care of by the taxpayer. That would enter their mind about, okay, here's how much more I could spend. So that might have been increasing the demand for stocks yeah. or economic activity. And now that, well, the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that, Biden, you know, people are, so maybe more students are going, well, I got to tighten my belt. And that could be uh, counterweighting the potential, you know, Christmas or Santa swing bump up. It's hard to time those kinds of things and take them all into account. And certainly we're not disappointed if, if our, and none of our clients are disappointed for their markets or their point portfolios are going up. But as we've talked about before, um, and this is a theme on our, uh, lots of our podcast episodes and our whole planning process, it's about the longer-term strategy. Uh, and it's not a good idea to change your investment strategy on a whim. Uh, and that's effectively what a person might be doing. Now, again, for a professional trader, for someone who's actually doing those kinds of trades. Now, there's a lot of people who are, quote, day traders who really aren't what I would call professionals. And they and usually they frankly get their ass handed to them most of the time. Um, but people who are professionals can take advantage of that. And that's one of the advantages of being on Wall Street to do that. But again, our approach is much more longer term than that. And we don't believe in you know trying to get that extra 1% in a week and timing it per- appropriately. And then one week later selling. Obviously, you have t- some tax issues there if you did that. Um, so again, our, our investment strategy is to focus on companies and uh, funds and securities that present a long-term opportunity for clients and, and based on that strategy. Uh, so, I mean, that's a long-winded answer to say, nah, it's not a good idea to try to take advantage of this, the, the, the Santa swing. And, and we could talk about other anomalies like this, right, that are either have some basis in the market or just seem to work. And this is kind of jumping ahead, but you know, there are stats that are done that say, and there's a correlation. If the AFC wins the Super Bowl or if the NFC wins the Super Bowl, then the market's going to do this or that. There's all kinds of correlations out there that you know are difficult to trade on. And even though this one has more of a rational basis in terms of economic activity, now we don't think you should trade it. Sounds good. So I think kind of just wrapping this up, just a reminder for our listeners. Um, so what is the stock market Santa swing? It's really just kind of this concept or phenomenon that it has been about an 80% probability that in the last week of the year and possibly into the first week of the next year, we're seeing a 1% to 2% rise in share prices. What causes it? Obviously, not Santa. <laughs> um, the few things that we discussed that could be causes of this would maybe be um, some year-end trading, oftentimes related to that tax loss harvesting, and then possibly... Um, also, year-end trading or saving strategies related to increase in income, bonuses, and maybe possibly individuals' goals and plans for their year for themselves. What should you do with your portfolio? If you're letting us manage it, 
enjoy the holidays. If your portfolio looks like it went up for the holidays, have an extra drink on us safely, of course. <laughs> um, but but if it goes down, don't don't panic. I mean, yeah. the, the thing is, think long term. Think about your strategy yeah. uh, and stick with the strategy. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, please like, follow, friend us, subscribe to us on all these platforms. Share it with your family and friends. Um, and if something we say kind of strikes you as useful and meaningful, either in your own situation or potentially for a family or friend, uh, feel free to reach out to us with referrals. Uh, we are taking new clients. And we're on all the uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all those kinds of things. If you have suggestions on things that you would like us to be talking about for future podcast episodes or any questions that you think we should be addressing, feel free to reach out to either one of us, Michael at Altius Financial dot com or taylor at altsfinancial.com. Hopefully you have a, a fantastic weekend and you're enjoying this holiday season. Thanks everyone. Have a very Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yeah.